0: All right, I'm going to pose a question. How many of you have started something strong, been all about it, and then you made it a little bit down the way and you're like, this is a lot more difficult and this requires a certain aspect of discipline, responsibility, and vigilance that I honestly, I like, I can't keep up. When I think of it, I think of, like, there, I go through waves, and, and I'm currently in a wave right now where I'm hoping I can keep it going, but I go through waves of, like, working out. Like, I never go a long time without working out, but I'll go through, like, these kind of ups and downs of working out. Like, there would be weeks on end where I'll be, like, adamant and vigilant and disciplined in it, and I'm, like, doing it. But then I'll go through, like, a week or two or three where I become a little bit more lackadaisical with it. And I don't take it as seriously, and I don't devote as much time into it, and I don't care as much. And so I tend to kind of slip away from it. And since I started doing it kind of on a weekly basis since I got into college, like I've done a good job of keeping it up routinely, meaning like I'm I don't let myself just gain a bunch of weight. I don't let myself also devote so much of myself into working out and trying to be healthy that I don't enjoy like my time like I'm not stressed about I'm not stressed about having a dad bod it's okay um I'm I'm complacent with it but um one of the things though that I'm trying to point out is that each and every one of us have had this moment where we've been all in on something and then it's required more or it's required us to be uh kind of repetitive in our efforts and so it becomes where we fall out like we like we don't stick to it we don't like stay on it we fall away from it i think everybody's done this sooner or later at some point it's happened to you as well and i think i don't you know obviously know the answer as to why it is but i think we can look at it and we can apply it also to the it happens in the church a lot And I think we can view it from the perspective of, we see it happen in the world, so obviously it'll happen in the church. And what does it look like when it happens in the church, and why is it that it most likely happens? Um, And I think a good way to think of it like is, we'll have people in the church who will come in. And they'll want to be a part and maybe this is you. and that's okay. Like I've gone through times of this before where I've come in and I've want to be a part and I've been like, yeah, like I'm all in, like let's do this. And then I get two weeks down the road and I'm like, okay, wait a minute, like this requires so much effort. and this requires so much time and this requires prayer and this requires steadfastness and this requires faithfulness and trust and belief. And it's a lot. and I don't know that I'm fully there yet. And, like, I'm kind of worried that maybe this isn't the right thing for me. And so you tend to fall away. Um, and you put other things over the church. And you put, and I'm talking like Big C church here. I'm not just talking little C, like your local body. I'm talking Big C, the spreading of the gospel across the world, the assembly, C H U R C H, God's chosen, we are the temple, God's chosen people, God's people uniting together to. To build the church. Um, When I say God's chosen people. I'm referencing. The Israelites. But Jesus brought forth a new. um, Kind of. All. That word all. That you. Are just as important to God. And you. Are just as capable. As any person. To push the. The agenda for the kingdom. And so one of the things that happens is we start to do what we are asked to do, meaning we start doing the job of the church, but then we get burned out and people get burned out and people fall away. And this isn't something that's new. And it's kind of like what I what I talked about in the last episode like the things that are happening today have happened for a long time and the perspectives that people have today have been perspectives that people have had for a long time and we talked about waiting in the last one and that the disciples had to wait and that concept of waiting is not something that like we're good at but like they were able to do it so what does it look like to wait it's the same thing as jesus encountered this of there was disciples that were following him, that were all in on him. I'm not talking about the inner twelve. I'm talking about like his groups of disciples that followed Jesus, and they were all about it. But then Jesus required certain things of them, and then it was like, wait a minute, I'm not about this, and they left. Um, so in John chapter six, verse sixty, it says. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It's the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but they are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew that from the beginning who those were who did not believe— and who it was that would betray him. And he said, This is why I told you, that no one can come to me unless it is granted to him by the Father. Verse 66 of John chapter 6. After this, many of the disciples turned, turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, saying, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we and we have believed, and we have come to know that you are the only you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answer them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. So I think it's interesting that even in Jesus' time, the Son of God, 100% God, 100% man, walking in the flesh, still encountered people that weren't falling away. People that were all about it, were all about the miracles, were all about the hilltops, but in the valleys and in the hard things and getting into the nitty-gritty of what it looks like, were like, nah, I can't subscribe to this. Because this all came from the saying in chapter 6, This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. And so what he's saying and what he's doing is he's hitting them with the truth of the matter. And he's saying that, like, listen, if you want this thing, if you want to be about it, You have to come through me. This is why whenever in Ephesians chapter 6 it talks about the armor of God and it says that the first thing that has to be assembled and put on is the belt of truth. The belt of truth is the truth that Jesus Christ came and died on the sins. He is the true Messiah and he is the Son of God. 100% God, 100% man. Um, And so you have this kind of hard part to deal with and it's like that's the pill that a lot of us can swallow today. Like we are like, yes, I, I believe in Jesus and I and I follow Jesus and I know that He did what He did, and I'm so like grateful for what He did, and I'm just awestruck at how good my God is and how much He loves me. But then it's like, okay, so this is what you've got to do. You've got to be willing to serve, you've got to be willing to give your time, you've got to be willing to uh, pray with others, you've got to be willing to be diligent in the Word. Because just saying that I understand who Jesus is doesn't truly mean that you're all in and you truly understand what Jesus is asking of you. Because a lot of us are talking words with no meaning behind them. They're empty words. And so one of the things that Jesus is encountering here is he's asking his disciples, his followers, his believers, they're leaving. Do you want to leave as well? and peter simon peter the roller coaster <laughs> disciple the one that jesus in one verse says i'm going to build the church you are the rock upon which i will build the church and then like six verses later says i rebuke you devil back up looking at peter the one that's like jesus i would never leave you i would never forsake you i like jesus i'm right here with you till the end then denies him three times before the cruiser the cruiser. The rooster crows. The one that's being taught about loving the brother and then like cuts the ear off of the guard. The man that comes to take Jesus away. Like there's this roller coaster disciple, Peter. But it's also gotta be noticed that like Jesus loves Peter though. Like Peter's Jesus Peter and Jesus are I mean, they're tight. Like they're 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 right there. And so there's a definitely an aspect of peter that's healthy and that is that he's like when he's in it he's in it and he's all for it and he just gets misguided at times and he just gets kind of scared and he just loses his way he never falls off he just loses his way at times and we have this happen we have times where we get off and we we have times where we just are are just floating in the sea of unknowing of like what what do i need to do jesus it's hard god i'm, I'm lost but luckily we have a merciful and a grace, gracious God that is able to be there for us and help direct us back on the right path. And so what Peter says is so healthy. And Peter says, So Jesus turned to the twelve, Do you want me to go away as them? Simon Peter answered him, said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to you that you are the holy you are the holy one of God. Peter recognizes the need for Jesus. Peter recognizes that there's a void in his life and in the world that is being filled right here, right now by Jesus. He recognizes that there's eternal life, there's love, there's peace that comes from God through his son Jesus Jesus and that there is no other person, no other being, no other God out there that can offer this. Because all of these other little g gods were offering fake and were unreal and untruths. But then there's this one true king, the Trinity, God, Son, Holy Spirit. And they brought forth eternal life through the Son, a comforter through the Spirit. In a kingdom that the Father has promised. And so whenever you start to have these burnouts and whenever you start having these moments of it's too hard, it's too difficult, I'm getting made fun of, people aren't standing beside me, I don't know if I've got what it takes, I don't think I can do this any longer because it's just too much. I hope that we have the perspective of Peter and we look around and go, but honestly, where else can we go? It's only through God. Everything else is a false. Everything else is temporary. Everything else is here today and gone tomorrow. We, we find where it talks about laying up treasures in heaven because the treasures of earth will rust away. So... Whenever you get burned out, and whenever you're starting, the man, I'm just getting. Uh, I don't know if I can keep pushing it, and I don't know if I can keep being in this thing because it's really hard. Not to just say like, well, where else are you gonna go? Because like that was that was something that I can I can just hear like several people saying, you know, whenever it's like, you know what, Mom, I'm out of here. I'm I'm moving out. Because there's so much more out for, out there for me, blah 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 blah. And then the bomb just responds with, "Where is he going to go? What are you going to do?" And you're like, "You know what? Yeah, I'm kind of stuck here." But God's not putting us in a position of stuckness. God is putting us in a position of freedom. Because He's offering something that no other person can offer. He's offering a peace in this life of the roller coaster. That we can actually see that there's actually the directive in it it's not just this chaos is what it seems like but that god's got a plan and that each and every day that kingdom grows closer and closer and closer and whenever people are like we say you hear people all the time talking about we're in the end days we don't know if we're in the end of days or not but i can tell you this is via common sense we're closer to the end days than we've ever been We're closer to the coming of God than we've ever been. So obviously each and every day, we're going to look more and more and more like the coming of the kingdom because we're only growing closer to it because every day that we get farther and farther and farther away from the Garden of Eden is a day that every single day people fall farther and farther and farther away from God. And there's been moments through this where Jesus or God has brought forth beams of light in this dark world but that eventually that kingdom will come and eventually that day will come I don't know if it'll be in my lifetime I don't know if it will be in the next lifetime I don't know if it'll be in another 2,000 years I don't know if it'll be another 6,000 years I don't know what it will look like but there is a day but that we might not see that day, and you might pass away before that day, but there's an important concept we've got to take away, and you've got to see that the peace, love, and grace that you're looking for in that empty void in this life that you can't seem to fill can only be filled by God. So whenever Peter says that, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Peter is recognizing that. That even though it's hard, even though it's difficult, even though there's valleys, even though there's times where it's really like, I don't know what to do, ultimately he would take a hard day in the kingdom than an easy day on earth. So I pray you just kind of, me included in this, we turn our perspective and when it gets difficult, we do recognize that, yes, this might be hard now, but it's easier because there's a comforter that's willing to help. Anyway, I will catch you all in the next one. Peace.